we are recording. I have begun recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you very much for taking that time out today. Thank you for the invitation. Very welcome. Um, so tell our listeners all about who you are and where you're from and you know, give us a little bit about your family and all that. Okay. Well, my name is Sylvia Stinson Perez, and I'm coming to you today from Monticello, Florida, which is in the North Florida area near Tallahassee. And I am very much a Florida girl, grew up in this area, went to Florida State University, where I met my husband, and we moved to Miami, which is where he was from, and lived there for about 15 years. And I started um, working at that time in the blindness field. I also took some time off and worked in the community college arena, but then went back to the blindness field to a lighthouse there. And um, during that time, we had a little baby girl and who's now 21. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, then we, in 2008, we moved over to the Tampa Bay area to Newport Ritchie, where I was the CEO of the Lighthouse for the Visually Impaired there for 10 years. And then a couple of years ago, I accepted the position as a project director for a couple of major grants through the National Research and Training Center on Blindness and Low Vision at Mississippi State University. We lived in Mississippi a couple years, but um, during the pandemic, we were able to um, move back to Florida because everyone's working remote and it works for us. It works for me really well because the Florida girl really came out. So my quick RP journey is I have actually been, unlike most people with RP, I have been legally blind since birth. Oh. And that is very unusual for people with RP, but that's been my situation. And so for many, many years, I had fairly decent residual vision. I know when people hear that term legally blind, they're like, that's not good vision, but I could read regular print. I could use a computer. I could get around um, crossing streets, doing whatever I needed to do near tasks uh, like reading, seeing the chalkboard, seeing really far, I could never get a driver's license, playing baseball. Those were things I could not do. Um, lots of things I figured out how to do. Um, I didn't actually know about night blindness until one day I was out walking in at night when I was a probably a very young teenager and ran into a car parked in our driveway that was not usually there and and then the person who was who uh, on that was like freaking out because they thought I had lost all my sight and I'm like what's the big deal and they're like you didn't see it I'm like can anybody see it it's dark <laughs> that's yeah. when we realized I had night blindness too I just thought nobody could see at night and I wondered why are we all out trying to get around in the dark and I'll just have to because everybody else does um, and then you went to university, um, again, really didn't have any difficulties. My, I had a little bit of vision loss in my mid-20s, which is when I started to use um, um, uh, screen magnification, but very minimal screen magnification. Mostly, like you, Michael, I was using contrast and enlarging the cursor. And then probably in my 30s, is when I started noticing I was having some fairly significant peripheral field loss that was certainly impacting my ability to get around safely. Cause I was living in Miami in the city and going to work and taking public transit and um, you know, just these little things were happening. Wouldn't see the curb or steps and I'd bump into people. And um, I'm going to be honest is that somebody said to me one day, because I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's not noticeable to people because I'm trying to hide that I'm blind, of course. And someone said to me, you know what, you can choose to look blind or drunk <laughs> because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. it is one of those. You're not fooling anybody. And so I did start to use a cane then. But I'm going to be honest, I started to use a cane in unfamiliar areas with people I didn't know. 
And I think it's really funny is that we're most uncomfortable with people we know. And that gradually, and I would say gradually, like over 10 years, it probably took me to get to where I used that cane in every situation. And at that point, I really, really did need it. And so today I have very limited functional vision. I pretty much have light perception. I can't read print anymore, um, even with magnification. So okay that's me so you mentioned uh basically being you know legally blind when you were born uh when did when were you one and how, how did they know this and two when were you first aware like when they did when did you get told that you had rp well that's another interesting story so um my parents were very young parents 20 and 21 when i was born first child and they just noticed that I wasn't tracking, like I wasn't following them with my eyes or just little things. And so they took me to the doctors and I, I literally remember Michael going to like a, a major eye clinic at Shands Hospital in Gainesville, Florida, University of Florida, and having all these tests. I remember as a little, little one, I bet you I was two or three years old with all these wires stuck to my head. It was probably some kind of ERG kind of thing. <laughs> now, mm, now that I yeah. know what that is. Right. I never got a diagnosis of RP. My diagnosis of RP came in my 20s. And I actually spent all that time until then thinking I was going to have the same stable vision for the rest of my life. So it was quite devastating because by then I knew people with RP and I was like, Oh my God, I know what that means. And I, I, I remember knowing or hearing, maybe even the doctor saying that chances of you being totally blind by age 30 are pretty significant. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I went way past that <laughs> okay. with even good usable vision, or what I consider good usable vision, but just being devastated. And actually I was pretty depressed for about a year. I, I was fortunate enough to get some good, good role models and mentors who also had RP, who I could see, wow, they're making it, they're doing it, they were encouraging, and there's like, here's some, here's how you can start doing some things and learning, you know, learning that I was already using a lot of adaptive skills anyway, and then learning more of those. Oh yeah, and I think it helps to have uh, somebody around there that is has already done the journey or mm -hmm. it's me a little ahead of the game and that's yeah. kind of you know that was my mom so yeah that's why like, i always see people going crazy and and it's tough to really relate to that you know when you've already seen somebody you know crushing it and doing you know being a mom and doing everything and you're like hey you know they're good so yeah i mean I'll but, be okay. but most people don't have that unfortunately no, no, no. they know no one they yeah. they know no one and they don't know that you can still be independent, you can still be successful, oh, you yeah. can still do all kinds of cool things, you can still be um, athletic, you can, all those things that people just don't know that it's still possible. Oh, no, absolutely. So it, uh, plus, plus with today's world with all the technology and yeah, Plus, there's a lot of support with the Facebook groups and, you know, and all that stuff. So there's a lot more out there now than when, you know, my mom was, say, you know, you know, dealing with it when she was younger and stuff like that. They didn't they didn't know anything about, you know, but RP. So it, I think it helps a lot. Anybody who's getting diagnosed, say now, there's just so much going on and so much out there. So it, I, I hope that it, you know, at least makes you feel, you know, it makes them feel a little easier about it, you know? So yeah, the more the more access people can have to people who, like you say, who are doing it, and they're they're, they're I think it really really helps. Yep, definitely. So, how do you feel now? Fast forwarding so many years later. 
Well, now um, I will say that, you know, I think there's no day where I go, ooh, it is just amazing to be blind. Oh my God, <laughs> so, so happy, so excited about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what I will say is I think it has provided me opportunities that I never would have had before. I think that a lot of that has been self-driven too. I've put myself out there and made myself try things that, that had I not been blind, I might not have ever tried. So many years ago, I was on the blind sailing team for, for Florida and the U US. Nice. I got to sail and mm -hmm. even in, in England. Um, I've gone skiing just because I wanted to have that experience. Um, you know, I've, I've met so many people that I probably wouldn't have met. And I've really even, I think my career, absolutely. I've been really fortunate to have an amazing career um, where I do make a difference in people's lives. And, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure that I would have done something <laughs> had not been blind, but I'm not sure that I would have done something that made a, a positive impact in so many people's lives and met so many amazing people, both sighted and, and visually impaired or blind. Um, so do I still have days where I feel a little sorry for myself? Absolutely. I, when I used to teach people um, vision rehab, teach, you know, rehab as a rehab teacher or counselor at the lighthouse, I would say you can have 15 minutes every day to have an ultimate pity party. And then eventually, you know, initially you might have that with a group of people, but eventually you just want to have that in private. <laughs> oh yeah. And do I have that? You know, not every day, but I'd say a couple times a week, I have to um. have these feel sorry for my self <laughs> moments because there are things we miss out on. There are things we miss out on. There are, you know, like I can't see my daughter. Um, I can't see a sunset anymore. I can't see the color of flowers anymore. Um, I have frustrations with technology. And I know everybody has those, but I'm telling you it's worse when you can't say. <laughs> oh, trust me. Uh, I, I, trust me I, hear from, I deal with my mom all the time. <laughs> yep, she tells me all the time, this stupid thing doesn't work. Uh, yeah, there, it's the work. biggest frustration in the world. I'm like, it, mom, I'll look at it. I'll take a look at it. It's a blessing to have assistive technology, but man, sometimes you just want to kick it. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So there's, there's frustrations and it takes energy. It takes more energy. And, huh. and we have to admit that to ourselves. It takes more work. I need more sleep. <laughs> or like how many times can you walk into something and during the day and just not get pissed off at it? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody walks just... into a cabinet going, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I left that open again. <laughs> oh, yeah. darling. Oh. And it's okay to be mad about it. It's yeah. okay. As long as you do something about it. <laughs> I have two things. I have two reactions. Other, it's one time is, is yeah, you know, get pissed about it. And then it's other, I did that to myself. That's yeah. my fault. I left that open. <laughs> I need to lose, use my hands to put them off there. Close the cabinet. Yeah. Be more but then organized. Like, oh my god, if I hit one more thing, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I tell people, like, we're not, you know, we're not perfect, but. It's also funny that you mentioned before about um, how you feel like having RP actually kind of like made your life better because in a way, like a lot of people, everybody says that on, on the podcast that there's so many things and opportunities that have come about that they would have never done probably with normal vision. I, I say it myself because here yeah. I am talking to you yeah. and here I am. Uh, I've shared, uh, I've met so many people. I'm never, I'm not a big social person. So the mere fact that I've talked to over 50 people just alone, just doing this is, is, is amazing. And I've had, I've had so many more opportunities because of it. So um, it's, yeah, it's really, I think that's the best way to look at it in a more positive way instead of being like, Oh, I got RP this I'm going blind. This sucks. Yeah. Like, let me, let me just go and do nothing for the rest of my life. But you're allowed, but you know, like you said, we're allowed to have those yeah. moments. People like don't understand that. And I feel bad sometimes having those moments, you know, like, cause I'm like, you know, people must think I'm so inspiring and so this and so that. And it's like, you know, no, I'm not always that way. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and you know, that's a whole interesting philosophical question is that there are some people who are really, um, they don't want to be seen as this inspiring person. And I've given this a lot of thought because I've heard a lot of people say, no, I just want you to think of me as this normal person. Well, there's a part of me that just wants you, me to think of me as a normal person. But I also think 
dang, it is hard to be blind, okay? Y'all I'm credit. just putting that right out credit. there. <laughs> so, you know what? I, you need to think I'm inspiring because this is tough. Yeah, you know what? I mow my own lawn. You know how hard it is to do that? Very yeah. hard. You know what? And, and not hurt myself? Yeah, yeah. I want credit. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with I always say that joke that like pretty much everybody thinks that everything we do is amazing. You know, like, oh, I went out and I got the mail. You get the mail yourself? You're like, yeah, I can walk to the mailbox and get mail myself. That's amazing. You know what? Okay. I'm like, if you think it's that amazing, feel free to give me chocolate or some gift. You know? Yeah, really. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should be celebrating this a little more. But you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. always funny. Like when. But, but so always... little things like that aren't amazing. But there are things that overall just, just you know, keeping going. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I would say this about most people: we all have challenges, right? Everybody right. has a challenge. Some people's challenges are a little bigger than others. Of course. But every single person has challenge. So what's wrong with inspiring? We all are inspired. I'm inspired by many people for many different reasons. For many right. different, you know, there are people who I know who just no matter what and who are not blind, who no matter what happens, have a good attitude. Those people inspire me. Yeah, because it's so, easy. It's it's actually a lot easier just to make excuses. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's hard to actually put on that, uh, that brave face and, you know, and, and do those things. Mm -hmm. So what are you actually into these? Days? Like, what are you, um, what are your hobbies? Like what, you know, other than working and all that stuff? Um, I, I, I work a lot. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> well, I say that, you know what? I work a lot, but I work from eight to five. <laughs> Just like everybody else who works. I work from eight to five. Um, and um, so I have a, I think I have a pretty cool job is that I get to work with people all across the country, teaching, training, providing, um, you know, information to just improve services to people who are visually impaired and blind. And that's a really, really cool thing, I think. No, definitely. And, um, you know, some, there are boring parts of it, but mostly it's just a really great opportunity to make a positive difference. And then on my, in my, my personal life, some of my hobbies, and it's really interesting that um, the pandemic created, I think, a lot of virtual opportunities for people. And I really hope people are taking advantage of those and that those continue. So I Absolutely. actually started with a couple friends of mine. We started a public speaking training, virtual training program. And it's a 10 week, we call it Speak with Confidence. And it's 10 weeks. Um, you know, once a week for an hour and a half at, in the evening. And we've had over 20 people complete, three classes we've had. And it's really cool. We've had people from all across the country from as young as 18 to, you know, people in their 70s. And so that's been really, really fun. Not everybody has been visually impaired, but that's our target group. But and so it's just that's a really fun thing. So if anybody's interested in that, we'll be starting off our new group in May. That's really fun. So it's also fun for me to then connect those people to podcasts and other opportunities where they get to speak. I um, love to cook I, and I do, I attend a virtual cooking class and, mm -hmm. and that's inspired me to cook even more, to be more creative in my cooking. I, um, I actually lead a mentoring group, a coaching group of people um, where I, I have a whole curriculum that I'm doing one, you know, um, a year long program to help them. It's called success strategies. And so it's a group of six people that I'm just coaching. And so that's really fun to me because I, for me, I just love helping people um, find their best. And not everyone, you know, I think I have two people in that group of six who are visually impaired and everyone else is sighted, but they were people I was, I was, I was already mentoring. And so I pulled them all together. And so that's been really fun. And I, during the pandemic, I, my whole family is really artsy. 
they are so freaking crafty and artsy like one's a painter and does shows and like they're they're amazingly artsy and so i felt really left out okay and i'm very competitive so i so <laughs> somebody offered to teach me to crochet so now i am a major crocheter like i could tell you right now michael I'm crocheting while I'm talking to you <laughs> because I love that creating these really cool. I have like, friends that little, do it, so I get. <laughs> I love creating these really cool uh, things that I can just give away to people, and then they go, "Oh, that's so pretty." <laughs> so, now, speaking of those things, though, how do you? Um, what do you do to like be able to handle doing that? Being uh, with your vision currently, everything's by touch. I do it all by feel. I um I have my stove marked and I you know so I know what you know what temperature to put it on I actually my microwave has braille on it which I learned by the way Ooh. in my 30s I learned braille in my 30s and I use it every day I use it for labeling for organizing I do some reading with it as I mentioned I do a lot of presentations and um, when we're not in a pandemic, about 40% of my job requires me to travel to conferences and training events. And so I braille out my notes to do, um, to read them while I'm <laughs> presenting. So it's been a really great thing to know braille. Um, so, so I have lots of strategies and, and methods to cook safely. And I, um, you know, what about like now like how would you know something is done like what about like say you're cooking you know chicken or something or so uh yeah i use timing now one thing i've learned is that i have to get a thermometer uh, a, a meat thermometer my our cooking instructor has suggested we get one <laughs> and mm -hmm. so i'm going to get a cooking thermometer so that i know because i've i've always just used timing and sometimes that's not not, not always adequate Right, right. Yeah. Okay. See, people are some someone out there might be like, "Oh, I can't cook anymore," and you know. Absolutely. And now there's something. Um, you know, I there are many. Story. If anybody watched, um, oh, what was it with Christine Ha, where she won the the cooking thing a few years ago? Oh my God, what was that? One of those major cooking competition shows that they had. Chopped or whatever. Or oh, Iron I can't Chef. Remember or... which one it was. I can't I forget which one it was, but you could look her up, Christine Hall, like H-A. And now she has restaurants. And Regina Mitchell, who's currently, um, she's the one who teaches my cooking, my virtual cooking class. She is an amazing chef and she's applying for the Holman Prize. People could YouTube her and see her, Regina Mitchell. And she's she has very limited vision and she's an amazing cook. There's a ton of people who are just amazing cooks out there who are blind um, or you know, visually impaired all the way to totally blind. It's just a matter of organizing, labeling, you know, learning to cut safely. And you know, sometimes people aren't really crazy about cutting. They're afraid of knives. There are so many different options. You could use those little choppers. You could buy, there are so many things you can buy that are pre-cut. They do actually make um, cut resistant gloves which are really cool they're yeah, like made out of um they're made out of that the stuff that um bulletproof vests are made out of the word's not coming to my mind right uh, now kevlar kevlar yep they're mm -hmm. kevlar gloves and they really do work kevlar. i've tried them i cut myself all the time i can definitely use some uh, you need to get some gloves. cut resistant gloves <laughs> wear them all the time i love it yeah. oh so um over the years, as your you know vision's gotten worse, any, are there any type of questions that you get from people that used to bother you? Uh, I would say the classic, you know, how many fingers can they hold up? Like once they know that you have a trouble yeah, seeing, that you don't look blind, you know, like the classic. Yeah, you know, like, I definitely got the you don't look blind thing a lot, a lot. Um, and, and you know now I I carry a cane, so I think that does make you look a little more blind. Oh yeah, of course. But, um, mm. I do still get that a lot. And, you know, you just kind of like, what does a blind person look like? <laughs> and, yeah. and I think so that for, for women, at least, it's that if you, if you have on makeup, 
Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, you go. Yeah. How'd you do that? You have this really like stylish haircut and you know, dressed stylishly. People really are like, how do you do that? How, how do you? And then they really don't think you're blind. Oh, yeah. You couldn't do that and be. <laughs> Well, plus, it doesn't help that the cane automatically makes people assume that you're blind. Well, and, and an interesting that. thing with RP is that I think it's especially challenging because oftentimes you need to use a cane and you might still have a spot of really good vision in your vision, but you need a cane because you can't see steps or curbs. Yeah, that's yeah. And so then yep. people, you, you might be able to see a street sign, not me, but there are people who might be able to see a street oh, sign. Yeah. And yeah, so that really confuses people. So I think, you know, being willing to talk about it to people, I, I have always considered myself once I once I was at a place where I could accept, hey, this is this is who I am. I need to be proud of myself. There is nothing. I am not less because I can't see. In fact, I, I have to be more because I can't, I'm more courageous, more bold, more, you know, I've got to be a better problem solver. So once I got to that place, I realized. I have to almost now be a walking billboard for what blindness is. And each of us has that role to play because it, the more we can educate the, the world, the, you know, the more people they see who are blind or with any disability, right. who are living life, who are enjoying life, who are out there, who are doing what we need to do, the more those attitudes are going to change about what we can't do. Yeah, people start to need, people need to learn the term low vision more, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not just blind. They, it just it's yeah. just not it's not one or the other. So it's yeah, like yeah. I said, I can use a phone, but I yeah. could be using that phone while I'm holding my cane because I need, yeah. I still need my cane. Right. Yeah, just like you said, I am yeah. Things coming out on the bottom of my ground are not good, my friends. Uh, you know. Right. So, it would be. I've had people staring at me while I was wearing a shirt that said "blind runner," talking to me the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, that, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't take until it, it took a while until after they go, oh, my God, I just read your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, I'm not blind, but that's what my shirt says, because that's unfortunately it's a shirt I have to wear. Um, but yes, yeah. like people are, are not really super aware sometimes. Yeah. Uh, even with the cane or not. I mean, I, I mean, oh, my I'd God, be, how many times I'd be walking and people are just right? taking their time. And they like, fall over your cane. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm trying to get by you. You realize I'm like having difficulty because you're I know you're right there and I just don't want to hit you with my cane. But yet they'll just sit there and I'm like, this means move. Uh, well, I've like, had people literally trip over the cane and then you're okay. mad at me and you're like, like ah. um. You, you have see. sight you can see this i cannot I, yeah. <laughs> you have a you actually i have an excuse you have none you're just rude <laughs> yeah i know i can't i can't do it like i'm just like my well my friend uh steve tells me like what you should do is like if people aren't moving you tap the cane really loud back and forth you kind of swipe give it a nice whack on the ground a couple times it's kind of like just to kind of maybe bring attention like hey i'm trying to get by you you know and uh, i have a cane obviously i have, I have an issue here uh, it's it's amazing how people just are so just I don't know I guess a nipped or I don't know you just, have to you have know. a sense of humor about it though oh you got to I mean like if you, you didn't got it to nuts. or it'll just I mean not to say you can't get mad because oh, sometimes I'm like oh my god if I encounter another <laughs> arcane needs a horn arcane needs a horn <laughs> right? like, like hello move it <laughs> yeah move it move it like come on like oh man it's cane rage yeah why don't we have something like that like we should have a they, they have all this fancy stuff that you can attach to your canes now like i want i want a horn <laughs> or something that says something like audio cue like move <laughs> You know, blind, you know, blind person, move or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever been to the, you know, in an in airport. So I travel a lot, oh, and I, especially in the Atlanta airport. You know, they have those carts and they always want me to ride in the cart. And I'm like, no, I need to walk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm clearly I'm going to be on the airplane forever all day today. Uh, so but I always laugh because that's exactly what those carts do. They're beeping at everybody, and I've thought that before too. That is that's really convenient. <laughs> it would be, yes, yeah. We need that. People, if you're if, if someone's listening, you know, get on, get in on that. 
Make make us a horn for the cane. Yeah, but we'll have but we'll have cane rage. Yeah, we'll cane rage. Problem. I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> oh geez. So uh I'm sure over the years you've had uh, battles with the dreaded wet floor sign. Uh who who won in those in those fights? <laughs> and you know what? Those happen even with a cane. <laughs> Oh yeah, well of course. I mean, because you get your you know, the cane. If you don't find it, the cane will. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've I've knocked over lots of, of lots of those and <laughs> other things. Yeah, mm -hmm. lots of them. Unfortunately, the the wet floor sign is winning the battle. <laughs> our, our nemesis. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's I I'm still I'm still don't understand why they put them directly in the path of walking like even even just as a not talking as a visually so, impaired person well, they don't, i'm just saying why they don't do you stop put, people from walking there that's no like i figure like you know if you're if you're i mean i've mopped a many floor and i've you know uh, i used to work at mcdonald's i've done all this stuff and i don't i just don't understand why you'd have to put it like right where someone's gonna walk in like they have vision they have they can go see off there's a wet floor sign off to the side you know and, and that means the whole floor is wet. It doesn't mean just a section where you, you know, like, oh, just the the floor is wet just here near the near the wet floor. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, there has to be like something done about that. There's so much technology out there. We got we got to change that, make it so that we don't have to worry about it anymore. Actually, it bothers me that like a lot of times they use the yellow ones when there's actually different colors. I didn't even know there were different colors. They are, yeah. Someone, I, someone, I had someone on my show, and they said they changed the locker room ones for her specifically oh. to blue ones. Oh. So that because it would provide contrast because the yellow it was like mm -hmm. a, it was like a light colored floor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would suck. But if, imagine if it was like a white floor, but a nice mm -hmm. blue, a dark blue, you know, yeah. floor sign. You'd see it. Yeah. So we we need contrast, people. You know. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what that makes me think of, Michael, is that you might see it, but be going, what is that? Yeah, because we never, we never, we're so not used to it. Now we're like, what the heck is it? <laughs> well, and anything that's not where it's supposed to be confuses your mind, you know? Oh, yeah. I think it's that. Like, is that, a, is that, I mean, how many times have you thought something was like an insect or a bug, but it was just a spot on the wall? Yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. I thought that was or, 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 or the things in a store, like a mirror. Where oh, you yeah. said, excuse me, to the mirror. Excuse me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> At least you haven't reached like talking to a mannequin phase or anything, have you? You know. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Oh, geez. At least you can say something to me. Like, oh, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but have you had that experience? I bet you have, and I bet everyone has where you you mentioned a minute ago like where you're walking and you know like i have been like at walking down a street looking for something and i can clearly tell there are people around me mm -hmm. just looking and, and, and i've even said hey can you help me and and there no response and i can clearly see there are people there that's like there's people here you you i know Ignoring you can hear me talking me. yeah like I said, it's probably like, you know, maybe they think you have a disease they can catch her or something. Uh -huh. like, like, oh, she's blind. I might catch it. <laughs> I don't want to get too close. <laughs> you know, you know, I was, I, I don't know, recently I'd say I have had, I mean, especially since using the cane and stuff like that, I get a much nicer response from people. Yeah. You know, they seem to be more uh, open to help or more like, hey, you know, you know, do you need help? Do you need help? Or is anything, can I, can I, you know, it, it's definitely, People aren't mind readers, so people can't tell yeah. me that you're, you know, obviously they can't tell you're having an issue unless you're holding something. Right. I don't want, I'm not wearing a shirt all the time that says blind person or whatever. That's <laughs> probably a good thing because that would yeah. be kind of just weird. And who wants yeah. to do that, right? You know, yeah, yeah it's weird. Just wearing my there blind person vest that I have to wear because I want everyone to know that I have an issue. <laughs> but, but you know what? And, and, you know, people do get kind of mad when people don't all of a sudden help them, but they don't have something that says I am visually impaired. And oh right, yeah. Like, oh, this person bumped into me and didn't say something. Like, like, right. Oh. And people get mad, and so sometimes that cane, even an identification cane, which is something people can get. It's a very thin little cane. It's like, oh, oh yeah, is, yeah. Yep. Those are helpful. But I'll tell you a story that several years ago. I'm gonna let me think how many. 
um, like maybe 15 years ago, I was in New York City for some meetings and I had a couple days where I could just kind of be a tourist. And I was out walking by myself and um, just kind of exploring. And this is, I had a lot of remaining vision at this point, but I was a cane user. Um, but I couldn't read street signs, but I, you know, it's pretty organized there, so it's not hard. But I was looking for something specific and I stopped on a corner and this is downtown, you know, um, in Times Square area. And I'm kind of just like looking around and this lady comes up to me and she says, hi, you know, can I help you? And, you know, you, you know New York kind of gets a bad rap of people not helping you, right? Oh, yeah, right. She's like, hey, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, I was looking for, you know, such and such. And I think I was looking for the entrance to Central Park, one of the entrances for Central Park. And she's like, oh, would you like me to go and um, show you? Um, I, I could go and show you that um, right now. I'll show you a couple of really cool places. This lady ended up spending six hours with me that day, showing wow. me all kinds of great things. No, I can agree with that. I, I can definitely agree with that because I've done the New York City Marathon multiple times and every time i go there uh there's somebody's other uh, always helping me um uh -huh. open get to the hotel or um somebody always uh, i go to the grand central and i say hey you know could somebody please um help me get to my train always like uh -huh. always super nice so yeah totally agree with that like yeah. that's totally new york i think new york it's a totally bad rep yeah, there's a lot of friendly people out there, actually. So especially like there's said, a lot of friendly people, period. Sometimes oh, yeah, just yeah. being willing to ask, just being willing to ask. Right. But I think, you you know, also be as independent as you can be. But there are things that, you know, I could accomplish certain things on my own. But right. man, it's a lot easier to ask somebody. Um, I'm stubborn. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be the one that always just like wants to do things on my own and do this, you know, by myself or whatever. And even though it's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this by myself. And, you know, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, it's sometimes you just you have to ask. You can't expect people to automatically right. volunteer and be like, oh, let me help you. Like, you know, but then you, when you, but then you run in the opposite situation where, you know, you, you can't, oh, yeah, I guess you can't rely on people all the time. You have to learn to be, mm -hmm. to do these things on your own. So you, I think there's a balance there. there you, know? you know, I have friends there, you know, luckily, fortunate enough to like, you know, if I need to get somewhere, they'll bail me out. But at some point I'd like to relearn how to use the bus. Cause I used to run, ride the bus all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm like paranoid by it. Cause I'm like, where do I pay? Well, I know where to pay. Well, you know, and once I, will I not, will I accidentally sit on somebody because I don't realize they're there, you know, you know, just, yeah. just so many things. Like, I think it go my head. So like, I definitely. I've almost complain. done that about a hundred times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoops. You're, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. So at some point I, I, I would like to at least like have a friend go at me and like, we'll just ride the bus one day uh -huh. and just get myself just once I'm acquainted. I'm cool. Like once I, yeah. you know, then I'm, then I'm all good. But yeah, I, I definitely would like to at some point actually take the bus and go see my mom or something. Learn how to do and, it. And so my advice is just go do it. Yeah. Just go do it. That's how I was saying. I was going to say, I probably... That's, what that's what happens if you get lost? Well, and, and, now, you have, now you have an iPhone, you could call an Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about like, I think like once I'm on the bus and like, I know I, I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I feel like I'd be like, even if I got lost, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah I got a phone. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I know where I am. Like I could just find yourself. Yeah. And, and I will tell you when I used to ride the bus in Miami and it was always packed, is that I would just eventually not sit or wait for somebody to tell me a seat was available because I knew I was going to end up sitting on somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Now, have you ever thought about getting uh, a dog? So I actually have a retired guide dog. Oh, you do? Okay. She's now 12 and a half. And so mm -hmm. um, for many years, I did work with the guide dog. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you should, uh, I don't get a dog. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, my mom said You can me, walk uh, so much faster with a dog. I mean, there are a lot of people who can walk really, really fast with a cane. Right. And if I'm in a familiar area, I can walk really, really fast with a cane. But in an unfamiliar area, you got to be so much more cautious and learn the, the route. With yeah. a dog, you can walk so fast. And what's really nice is, you know, with the cane, you've got to be alert. you got to pay attention to all the things going on around you. With a dog, not to say you don't have to pay attention, but you don't have to think about confident. the ground. And 
Yeah, you can really just pay attention to other things. Oh yeah, my mom hated the cane, so she switched. I think about my age now. She was like forty, I think, when she got her first guide dog. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know my all the time. She used to be like, I hate this stupid thing. <laughs> I don't want to do. I want to take this. She 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 still does. That's the reason why um, she was actually thinking about. She's about to retire one hurt one another dog, and she's like wasn't going to get another dog. And I said, you know, why not? She's like, well, I don't want to go through the whole thing and da, 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 and, you know, and then she thought to herself that if she didn't get another dog, then she would not get out anymore because she hates the cane still. <laughs> like, see, yep. She's like, I'm not going to go back to the cane. She's like, I'm not doing it. So she's like, I'll just get another dog. I'm like, okay. Cause I, I think I just talked to her not too long ago and, and she was talking about, you know, reapplying and stuff. And I'm like, well, I thought you said you weren't going to get another dog. And she's like, nah, I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of, like, you I kind still of have to be a good cane user though to when you have a dog because you never oh, yeah, know you do. You still dog's yeah. going to be sick or. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, but yeah, anyway, I was like, well, she's like, I probably wouldn't go out as much if, I, you know, if, if, you know, I was just had to rely on my cane and stuff. Right. She's like, she's like, I, I, I get out more when I have a dog and stuff like that. My mom's mm -hmm. a dog person. So, so I totally understand that. So here's a classic question. If you could get your vision back, what would be one of the first things that you would do? Um, get a driver's license. <laughs> it's always a classic. That's right, because you you were never you never do really, right? I and it is so annoying to have to depend on others, um and and you know and I will say that I I have been a public transit user, but for quite a number of years I've lived in places where there was no transit or there was very limited public transit. Oh, okay. So having to depend on others and not just you know not being able to just go and like go to the beach. Oh yeah, right. Just yeah, just yeah, or, just leave. Yep, yeah, and just yeah. Like I don't want to be with you other people. <laughs> I want to go, <laughs> go. It's like yeah, you know, yeah. That I can relate to now. Yeah, having that freedom of just you know, yeah. you don't think you're gonna miss it too. When I gave up driving, I was just like, oh, finally, you know, like you know what, this is just too stressful, you know, and you don't realize like. It, you know it'd be, it would be nice to just once in a while have to be able to just just you know yeah hop in the car and just yeah 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 so that those little things are uh, are, uh you, you learn to appreciate all those little things so driving that's always a, that's good that's always a classic because especially in your situation you never drove yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't blame you for that i mean one. i figured out i mean i have figured out other ways and i love rideshare services i think that is oh, just Uber's an amazing thing that has come along i don't have um, to interact with people that's but, great. but still to be able to just go on your own would be no yeah <laughs> i mean like i said i would say uber is probably the closest thing right now to like yeah. If I, if I want to just go and go somewhere, mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. you know, so what, that is a wonderful thing. Cause I don't want to like, I don't want to take a taxi because one's too expensive. And two, I don't know if this dude's scamming me or what, cause you can't, you know, if we're not looking at the meter or what, and then they, you know, then there's the whole process of you know, money and all that stuff. It's like, no, I like the fact that Uber it's already paid for. And I just, yeah, I can just a lot of taxis go. now though, a lot of tech, cause I use taxis sometimes Are they all digital when I travel is they do actually have a, um, audible, um, thing that you can oh. Mm -hmm. oh okay a lot do now so now in your dreams are you visually impaired or fully sighted or anything like what are you what are you seeing like you know are, do you have dreams like your vision's the way it is now or so that's you know that is so funny because it's a question i get all the time and so I've recently done a few presentations for college students who are sighted. Mm -hmm. And that is like their number one question. It cracks me up. <laughs> and so for me, I used to dream in color. Okay. And now I don't think I can see color anymore because I can't see color in real life anymore so think, yeah, okay, yeah. but i dream strangely i dream like i could see like a little bit ago so i've okay. always my dreams are a little behind my normal i was gonna say okay yeah like it's like you're, behind yeah. my vision i feel like they're probably about a year behind my vision okay so like last night i had a dream where um in the dream and i have very vivid dreams sometimes in the dream, I was in this specific place and there was a picture. 
there was this shelf with a picture and some flowers and something else. And I remember looking at the picture and not being able to see what was in the picture. A year ago, I would have been able to see what was in the picture, mm -hmm. uh, probably. So, or, or a couple years ago. And I remember seeing the flowers and now thinking, are those flowers yellow or pink? Because in my, in, my, in my dream, I could still see that there was color, but not, and so it made me think of where I was about a year ago. Now, what about, what about, have you ever had uh, your guide dog in your dream? I don't know. Because you uh, think you would at least have the dog in your dream at some point, but maybe, maybe you wouldn't refer to it as a guide dog in your dream. I, though, I maybe, don't know. I, I don't remember if I've ever had my. I always thought about that with people who have dogs and like, wouldn't you have dreamt about your guide dog sooner or later? Do they, do they usually say yes? Because I don't know that I, I think somebody said no. Most people. Yeah. I think most people said no. Or I think yeah. maybe I might've had one person say that I think. They might have been once, but it wasn't like, yeah, maybe not wasn't like a they were a guide dog, but it was like they were, maybe they bited in the dream. I say yeah, it's so, mostly for me, it's like a it's a feeling like you're doing something and you know you're not supposed to do it. Like most I'm not, of my I'm not blind, dreams, but I know I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Most of my dreams occur in the house I grew up in. Oh wow. And, and that's really weird. No matter what's going on. Like last like, night uh, I dreamed, last night I dreamed I was getting medical tests, like you know, eye tests. <laughs> And literally, it was occurring in the bathroom in the house I grew up in. Okay. That's just so bizarre. No, a lot of people find it fascinating to ask that question because they're always like, wow, I never thought about it. And then they thought about it and they go, wait a minute, you know what? I just realized like, I don't really dream about having a car anymore. And I just, I stopped driving a few years ago. And yeah, they, I'm yeah. like, see, because you don't drive anymore. So now yeah. it's like, I always, I always find I do dream like I'm driving, but it's, it goes back and forth. There's dreams I have where... I know I shouldn't be driving. Oh. Like I have a feeling, like I just have a feeling like I, this feels wrong. Like I shouldn't be doing this. And then I have ones where it's normal. I'm just driving my, one of my old cars or something. And I'm like, yep. Okay. Like there's, it, never, it doesn't come up. But then I've had times where I've dreamed where I'm like, actually know I'm visually impaired. Like I know I'm doing something and da da da. Like, so it's, they go back and forth a lot. Yeah. And always yeah. I'm with you. Like I have very, you know, very vivid dreams, very detailed, very, you know, crazy, you know, crazy dreams yeah. stuff sometimes. So, yeah, which I think, I think that's a normal thing too. I think for people yeah. RP, it seems like a lot of people RP have vivid dreams. Cause I always hear that yeah. too. I always hear that a lot from a lot of my uh, people on my show is that we have, we had, we tend to have very vivid dreams. And I wonder why this, I wonder if it's because we're trying to soak I, it in so much. Like we spend so much time. I wonder if our minds are just trying to make sense of the visual world around us in our mind, you know? Yeah, just and then I just think it's always sense. sometimes, you know, how we appreciate things more than other people. So it means like I yeah. stare at things. Mm. I tend to stare at things more than other people would normally stare at things. Mm. And then I know that's what happens. That's what, you know, people who do lucid dreaming and all that stuff, that's how you, you, you're, you're, you have to become, you become very aware of yeah. all of your surroundings because you have to. So I think since we spend so much time really having to concentrate a lot on looking around and scanning and, you know, all that stuff, we take in probably so much more than um, the average person does who has good peripheral vision they just rely on that and whereas us we're really you know using our central vision to really soaking yeah, yeah soaking it all in and i think that's why our dreams are so detailed and because we can we pick up all those little details when we when we when, you know when you had you know better vision of course mm -hmm. um but yeah i think we just appreciate that more and we just i mean I, that's the only reason why i can think because my dreams have i think become more vivid you know, as I've been more aware that I'm losing vision. So I want to be like, you know, okay, I want to soak this stuff in, you know, I want to stare at my son, you know, because I want to mm -hmm. know, I don't know how long I'll be able to stare at my son for Yeah, you know, things like that. So are you looking at just like, it, just something simple, like a flower or something like I said, mm -hmm. stare at it just because yep. I don't know when's the last time, when's the next time I'm going to be able to see a flower or, you yeah. know, I, I don't know this, you know, so. That's so true. I remember when I used to do, when I used to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, mean, I think that's important too. I mean, I think if yeah. somebody knew with RP and like, you know, like because then you have in. those visual memories too, when you don't have that anymore, I have right, very right. vivid visual memories. Like someone like you might still have, even when you're like, say fully blind might still have, you'll probably still have dreams because you yeah. still remember Yeah, your brain. still and, remembers. And, and I'll tell you an interesting thing. So I moved back to my hometown where I grew up. Mm -hmm. after 30 years being away and it's really funny to go around because in the past two places I lived oh well in the, the 
probably the, the most recent place I live. I couldn't tell you anything about what anything looks like, but I know what everything looks like where I live now because I grew up, I remember what everything looks like. And that's kind of a cool thing to, to it not to be like, it, it feels like home because I know what it looks like. Nope. Like all the, all the businesses it's awesome. and it's stuff, cool. it's kind of cool. Yep. So it shows you like, well, I mean, I think it's what they say. Like, you know, when someone's born blind, they don't, they don't dream at all because they're, they're they, they dream it. They dream like usually in sound and stuff like that. Um, but it's because, yeah, they don't know their brain doesn't, you know, have anything. They never, they don't know what things look like. So, so I think you'll always fortunately, you know, have that dial, you know, that database, so to speak, yeah. Yeah. of memories to pull from. And I think you're, so you'll always get to like, I kind of look at it as my escape in a way, like when you dream, you know, it's like, that's a, you know, you, it's a chance to be like, not where you are right now, having to deal mm -hmm. with, you know, being blind for a moment, you're in your dream world and you just get to kind of escape. Okay. Yeah. That's what reading is for, which is my other great. That's passion. your other thing. Like, like to, yeah. <laughs> just kind of zone out and just, yeah, yeah. And just not have to be like, you know, what's going on right now. Yeah. Are you, are you an audio book reader, Michael? I'm not a book reader in general, oh. but I have to, as I, 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 I go through spats. There's been times uh -huh. I'd be sitting on the couch and I'm just like, I'll open up a book, you know, on my phone and be like, I'll read a couple pages just randomly because I'm just, I'm, I'm just in a mood. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this. Uh, I haven't, I do have an Audible account and there has been a book I'm trying to finish and I just, I'm very, uh, I, I guess I'm impatient or I'm very just like, I'm very edgy. You're just, I can't sit still sometimes a long yeah. time. Hyperactive. So, yeah. Yeah. Too. So it's like sitting down and if, the best time for me to really do like saying audible or something is when I'm laying down in bed, like it's just, yeah. okay, winding down for the day. But then I feel like I'm not soaking it in. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I'll, I'll fall Well, if it's fiction, there. so what? Yeah. <laughs> um, like I love audiobooks and I love the talking book service okay. and bookshare because I can do other things while I do it, um, while I'm reading. And um, I'm, I'm, I actually started a book club last year, a virtual book club too. And, and it's kind of funny is that um, I'm the only person in my book club now who's blind. I what? think there's six or seven of us and everyone has become audiobook readers <laughs> because they know they can read so much more and they can read while they do other things. And so right. it's kind of fun. I think it's also because like, like for instance, I don't even listen to podcasts. Like mm. I just can't, like I can see if I were driving still and while my, one of my friends like, oh, yeah, well, that's when I listen to podcasts while I'm driving. I'm like, you know what? That's probably what I would do. Mm -hmm. If I were driving, I'd probably be very into podcasts because that's when I would do it. But when you're at home and you're just trying to do things and get things like going, I, I don't like to put a podcast on because I feel like if I did, I wouldn't really be, I wouldn't really be paying attention to it. Like it'd be just on in the background and I, maybe I'd feel like I wouldn't be getting the full thing out of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, that's probably what I'm going to have to start doing. Just like, because yeah. I have friends, uh, you know, other people who have podcasts and I want to support them, but I'm just not, right. I just can't sit and just listen to something because I'm you like, could I walk, should be doing you could something. Run, you could yeah, I should, that's what I got to do. And then I'm like, especially you know, if you had a guide dog. Oh yeah. See, that would be, see, now that might be a little easier, but then again, I'd be paranoid about like, I need my hearing. So that just in case something happens, I can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, or like when I'm working out, I prefer to work out yeah. with like music, you know? Uh, so it's like, I'm trying to find that, okay, where's that perfect kind of yeah. moment where I could, uh, you know, put something on and just, and, and do it. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's just finding that right zone. But I hope someday I will. I mean, my wife always jokes because she's like a thousand billion books she has around the house and uh -huh. she's, a, she's a big book reader. So yeah. she knows, she I knows. Love she, it. I and love I always, it. I was, I'm going to finish that book. She was like, yeah, you won't. I'm like, oh, yeah, I will. I, I have always loved to read those. So when, when I transitioned from print to audio, it yeah. was challenging. It, okay. it was challenging, but now I'm just totally addicted. Let me ask you about TV though, because I am I can't watch okay. TV. Um, I, I part of it is that hyperactivity, okay. but for so many years there wasn't this audio description. I was say now they have oh, yeah, they have, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I still, you know, when you're just not in the habit of doing it. I know, oh no! Yeah, you, I yeah, can't get into TV. I just can't. You can't like look like treat TV kind of like a listening to a book or a podcast. No, like, a book no, moves way. A book moves way faster. Okay, <laughs> I said it's probably the same thing. Like I said, sometimes it just can't uh, unwind or just 
Yeah, you, you, you obviously get more out of books. <laughs> yeah. I know. I so, guess but I, I wonder. I wonder how many people have given up TV because I know a lot of people do because it is. It can be very frustrating. But I think audio description for those who are using it, it's it's amazing. And I've gone to a couple oh, movies where we've where, where where I've gotten the headphones for it, and that has it's made me feel so good to be. Oh, able I don't to want to be that guy. I'd be the one. What just happened? Yeah, but the audio you, know, you don't want to be the one in the theater. What I just yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I used to do. So I hated yeah. it. Yeah. I hated watching movies. I hated watching. TV oh yeah, once the dark scene came me. up, it's like I got no clue what's going on. Like I don't yeah. know what the heck is going on. Right, and you fast, feel you feel terrible scene, asking because then somebody's missing the next thing. Yep. No, I just, I just, I just, I tend to just go with the reaction of the crowd. Like, yeah, all right. Like, just pretend, you know, like, you know what's going on totally. Like, yeah, that was good, huh? That was a funny part. You know, like, and then, you know, but yeah, those movies, like, I still, it's funny because I always said it years ago, I was like, that's it. I saw Godzilla. It was one of the Godzilla ones that was in it. And I said, that's it. That's my last movie. I'm, I'm just, it's becoming too, just, it's not fun for me to go to the theater anymore. Right. But then I still go. I've been to like tons of movies since. Because I just go, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy the experience uh-huh. of being there. And well, try the try the audio uh, description thing because it really is good. I should like yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be good. Like, because yeah, before it was like the hassle, but then I'm like, you know what? I I I like the adventure though. Still, <laughs> I like I like being in a movie theater and you know, there's 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 a certain thing about it, you know, getting your snacks and all that stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I, I that I'll keep trying to keep going and keep doing that, even though like maybe I might not be able to see the whole movie or like I gotta sit really really far back because. I can't take in the whole screen. That's why I'm so glad that smartphones exist because that's really where I watch most of my shows. Yeah. Because okay. smaller field of vision, yeah, smaller, yeah. smaller screen. And I could just, no problem. I can, I could see my shows perfectly fine on there. Oh, so, that's cool. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like, I mean, at least if you know what, you get to the point where if somebody, somebody say now, say who was diagnosed, say they had, they're losing their peripheral vision. Like don't give up on TV, just stick to a smaller screen. Like, yeah. You know, I have see, a TV that see, I. That's yeah. perfect. It's all about figuring out what adaptations work for you. Yeah, right. You can't. Oh, well, I can't watch TV. Like, yeah. oh, that's not true. You just can't watch on a big screen TV. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. or you know, yeah. It's, it's like you said. You like reading books. Well, okay, you can't read. Oh, I can't read books anymore. But it won't, and, won't and, get and, you know, it's kind of funny because people go, "Oh, if I just get a bigger TV." Oh no, that's not. That, the I know. I've had. You know, that's it's funny. So I saw that logic. You, you think that logic is right? When I got I did, so last year, I drove. That's what I did just before I stopped driving. Um, the last year I drove, I brought home like a big fifty-five inch TV, and I, we still have. And I'm like, now it's like I loved it in the beginning, and now I'm like, I go back to the old one we've had. Like we have an old, you know, HD TV from like two thousand and seven or eight. And it still works, but it works great for me. It's a little yeah. smaller. It's like a 32 inch. So it's like, right. so I, when I play video games with my son, I play on that one. So right. see, it's easier to really see everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is funny. Like, yeah, that's, you think that, that that's the logic. Get bigger, make it, you know, you can see everything. Like, yeah. no, you want to go smaller. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get, you want to go really tiny. Yeah. So that I'm happy about. I'm, I really think that's great that like, smartphones and all that stuff exist and yeah. and uh, the and what smartphones and all that stuff can just do in general for us you know you have like gps on your just on you at all times you know and there's no need to feel like you know even if like i i would recommend anybody i mean like my mom could use a smartphone you know uh-huh. i mean she gets frustrated of course and, you know like we talk about you know technology you know yeah <laughs> but usually she's always going I, I always tell my mom mom you know you're gonna get it down anyway so stop complaining about it the, the phone is way less you know you're gonna learn you know you're gonna get it like she'll still complain but she'll yeah i know but i'm like i'm like you know you're gonna be like next in a couple weeks being like hey i figured out how to do this on my own I'm like because you do that every single time mom uh-huh. <laughs> you complained about it first and then yeah she'll tell me like i figured it out like i'm like see <laughs> well and that's the key is that you keep trying oh yeah mom i'm stubborn you know? she's like well that's probably trying. where i get it from yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll get it like she'll she won't let someone beat her she'll get pissed off yeah. and she'll like she'll like i'll get pissed but i'm not gonna let this thing be yeah you might have to set it aside a little bit and then you oh, come yeah. back yeah yeah and right I think the, the other thing is is that we we overwhelm ourselves sometimes going i've got to learn it all today oh yeah no, right no. just take bite-sized chunks and learn little by little and that you know that's that's the i don't want to say there's a nice thing about rp but it is gradual so you can gradually learn new things that really just help you along the way that's how i treat cleaning the house 
I don't let myself feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, I got to clean up the whole house today. It's like, no, like, you know, do the floors and this this day, mm-hmm. and do this this day. You know, break it down to much smaller things. Make mm-hmm. it easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get overwhelmed so fast. Yeah. You know, I guess like like I have a few friends who are learning to use Jaws, uh, or oh, okay. and I'm like, just just take two or three commands a week and rock them. Yeah. Get me yeah, knock, and yeah, nail just down. learn those and use those. And then, you know, add a couple each week and the same with the, the, the smartphone, you know, take a couple, learn a couple, like I did not learn how to use the email, the Facebook, the messenger, all those things at one time. I learned one thing at a time so right. that I could be good at and you know that's, now that, that's still weird to me. Like yeah. my mom is finally actually like my mom's finally got it down. So like I've seen her posting on Facebook and it's like the weirdest thing to me. <laughs> so so all these years on Facebook, I've never seen my mom on there and she's like never really bothered to try it. And then like now it's like she's starting to get it down. So uh-huh. it's like it's it's just funny seeing posts from my mom. Like, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh when my mom started texting me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So and plus makes it yeah, makes it makes it easier because I'm more of a texter. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm more of a yeah. texter. <laughs> yes, by far. <laughs> so yeah, unless it's something like, okay, I can't text this. This is like way long. Right. Yeah. But for that, for the most part, if it's something like, you know, really quick, yeah, I don't I don't need to call you. <laughs> I think it's our generation. <laughs> we just don't want to talk Yeah, no. I mean, like my I know my mom now that she can get down my mom will call up now, but now my mom's like i said now that she can text now and she knows that like that's what i prefer like if you want to hear from me i'm like mom you want to hear me just texting because that's I'll, I'll be more i'll be i can get back to you faster doing that than to find time to just like sit down and call you or something you know she always be like oh, when do you get back to me mm. oh but yeah no i think that i love technology in general because it's like it's helped me you know keep in yeah. contact with my mom my mom well, my mom's always been emailing me though Usually before it was always email before smart, before my mom got smartphone, she, she went to school, you know, she got the whole like training, how to, you know, email yeah. and, and do all that stuff. So usually it would be, I have to check my email. Cause that's, if I wasn't, if my mom didn't call me, I'd always have to check my email and see if my mom emailed me. Yeah. So, but no, thank God. Technology definitely helps a lot, but I want to take Thank you so much today for, you know, all of this. It was awesome. Like, you know, I always love talking to other people, you know, with, mm-hmm. RPing, sharing and hearing their, you know, perspective on, on things. And, and everyone always has a different perspective and I think it helps everybody else out there. Right. Uh, well, thank you for inviting me. And, and what I would say is just to people is to be confident in yourself, to be, you know, courageous and to step out there and try new things and don't think of yourself as less because you can't see, know that, you know, you're actually more that people are looking you, looking at you as an inspiring person, and that is okay. You you Boom. are required to have more creativity, <laughs> more innovation, more boldness, and, and that's all good. That's awesome stuff. All great advice right there. So yeah, don't be afraid. <laughs> be you. <laughs> be you, yeah. yeah. We're all special. So, but thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you, Michael. I hope you have a great day, and I'm sure it's probably a awesome down there in Florida. <laughs> it's real, it's pretty nice right yeah. now. <laughs> I said, eh, it's supposed to be 70 today here, so we oh. I can't really complain. But it's in the 80s here. So. Oh, it's in the 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, enjoy the nice weather. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Welcome back to Living Free with RP. Kicking things off, we have Sylvia Perez. Despite being blind from birth, she's very involved in the RP community, even though assistive technology tends to frustrate her. So here is Sylvia's journey.
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP.